0: This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers.
1: Are you guys ready? Yes. All right. Welcome to the Full Blast Podcast. I'm Jeff Fader. And before we get into it with the Maker Camp pregame show, got to cover a little bit of biz, okay? I just went to Axewax.us and I got myself some Axewax. I put in promo code FULLBLAST10, I got 10% off and I ordered 3 pucks of Axewax. Because I'm going to Makers Camp this weekend and I used all my the remaining of my Axewax on some of the handles of the hammers that I'm bringing up and it, and it works great, it feels great. All natural, food safe. It finishes really, really nice. Great for your wood, your steel. I put it on my hammers right before this weekend, and I was trying them out this week, and They feel great in my hand. I like Axe Wax very much. Go get yourself some Axe Wax and put in promo code Blast 10 for 10% off. The next thing is, is you really, you guys are, you're wasting your, your, your time and your money when you're dealing with people in the DMs. It's enough already. Going back and forth is too much. It's too much. So you got to get yourself a website. Because your website's going to answer all their questions and you're going to be able to buy stuff directly and you're going to be able to give yourself a break because you're not going to have to deal with people in the DMs, which is nonsense. So go to akinteractive.com slash blast and you'll get 10% off. You fill out the paperwork and Andreas Kalani will make you a beautiful website. It'll be He's a maker. He'll make you a beautiful website. And if you already have a website and you just want to judge it up, he can do that too. He's a consultant. He's a graphic designer. If you want to redo your logo, if you want to do some kind of uh, like tabletops for uh, conventions or something like that, he'll take care of you. So go to akinteractive.com slash blast. Fill out the paperwork. Andreas Kalani will get you squared away. Stop being cheap. Just get yourself a good website and make yourself a little bit of money. It's going to be worth it in the long run. The last thing is I want to thank Total Boat for sending me this great package. I got off the phone with Total Boat, and we are going to have some discounts for the Full Blast Podcast with, with Total Boat soon. They're going to want to be one of the sponsors of the show. And I was very impressed with their products. They sent me a lot of two-part epoxies and pourable resins. And I actually made uh, something I'm going to bring to Maker's Camp. I made a, uh, I did a progression board, a uh, uh, blacksmithing progression board. I made a border. I poured some of their thick set resin in, and it looks great. It's awesome stuff, and it was really easy to use, and I'm really looking forward to giving their uh, two-part epoxies a, 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 a try out. They're really, really nice. They're a great company. They're supportive of a lot of makers and, and you know, guys like Derek from Walden and Jimmy Duresta and, and Chris Zepp. They're all using Total Boat. Uh, uh, Shipwright Skills, our buddy Keith, he's using Total Boat, and uh, it's great. So get yourself some Total Boat. Go follow Total Boat, and we'll have some discounts soon. Okay, so this is the pregame, the pre-game show from the Maker Camp weekend, and I have my good friends from the Modern Forge. Jesse Savage is here. John Ariani's is here, and... Unfortunately, we had a last-minute problem. Cliff Dufton couldn't make it, so subbing in for Cliff is the great Ben Snure. Guys, how are you?
2: Good, how are you?
0: Hey. I'm good. (laughs) good. I'd like to note that I'm neither a member of the Modern Forge, nor will I be attending Maker
1: Camp. Well, but you were going to come to Maker Uh, Camp, weren't you? I was going to try. Yeah. Well, this is like... And you were booked for last
3: year, which counts. That yeah. And I,
1: and I see this like kind of like the pre-game for the big weekend and then we're going to the post-game and you're like the color commentary. So I, I wanted I had to get the big guns in. When when Cliff, uh, I don't know what happened with Cliff, but uh you know, he's, we uh, he, I'll tell ahead. you if you want to know. Go ahead, the, of course. So Cliff and
3: I were we've been frantically uh making stuff we're we're, pro- we're going to try and show up with a lot of goodies. Uh, you know, for sale and whatnot. But he, uh, so he's taking the train because he's in Manhattan. And uh, so, how, you know, me being the nice guy that I am, I said, Cliff, why don't I, why don't I swing by I'll, after work? I'll pick up, you know, all all your heavy stuff, so you can just, you know, get yourself and your suitcase and, you know, your lady friend. You guys can travel light. So I went up there and 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 picked up, uh, you know, a few things that he had handled up and. You know, we're talking, and he's doing his trash, He's because he's a super, as we, we've talked about for a couple buildings, or three buildings, and uh, he's doing the trash, he's, you know, he's in a mood, as, you know, you might be when you're doing, you know, three <laughs> buildings worth of trash, with the rats <laughs> running around in Manhattan, and uh, he's, he's getting these texts, like, the whole conversation, like, what's going on, man? And uh, he's like, look at this shit, and it, the plumbers, I guess, were working on one of the apartments, and then they left to go do something and they were supposed to be back. They said, Oh, we're, we're, we're 10 blocks away. And that was like, you know, an hour ago. And uh, he shows me the picture and one of the uh, uh, bathtubs is, is completely full of brown water, disgusting brown water. Mm. Then he showed and he's like, Now look at this. This is the guy underneath him to the left. And it's the guy's uh, little, you know, the nipple lights. And, you know, they come down like a little nipple. Yeah. And it's just dripping water into the guy underneath. So he's like, "This is what I'm dealing with right now." <laughs> like he's like, and then in an hour, we got or in a couple hours, I got to go on this podcast. Like I, I don't know how I can deal with this. Said so Cliff, "Just you know, it's okay. We'll, we'll back out. You know, deal with all this stuff. You're not that funny anyway. <laughs> just like we got this. So he's got his he's got his hands full. Ugh, poor Cliff. Not well, he, a whole lot more unpleasant than duty water. <laughs> I don't know if it's doo-doo water. I mean, he, he he was saying he thought the plumbers, like, you know, these old buildings, you, you snake a drain. Like, the snake is, like, at, the, at my school, when we have, like, an issue like that, it's like the snake, putting a snake down the pipes is, like, the last resort. Because the, these old-ass pipes, like, you'll you'll just bust right through the, the you really? know, the rusting. Can, it, you know, they're so, can they're, you water they can be paper jet thin. Water
2: you know jet, they water oh, jet oh. the pipes out?
3: Would that be I, gentler? I guess I, you know, yeah. I'm not a, I'm a blacksmith, not a plumber.
2: Plumber. <laughs> there's this suit, and I'm that's unfo- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, I have a, I, I know too too well the, about. I've had to call Roto Rooter a couple times, and there's this one guy who at one specific truck that'll come. It's a snake that that rotates, and then it has water coming out of it. It's like a a pressurized like a wire brush that takes the scale off the insides of your pipes and stuff like again it's a giant production but the one thing that people don't realize when there's brown water it's if it's coming out of your pipes it's just because if the water stopped all the sediment kind of comes out and then it's just the sediment right, yeah. from your pipes it's not like yeah, yeah I, don't, you know.
3: I don't think it was like sewage it was just it's like dirt and let's hope not. Rust and, I feel like the tenant might have been freaking out more if their bathtub was filled with doo doo water. Like you'd <laughs> you'd smell it, <laughs> like the you whole know, the, it, the place me, would smell it, like a bomb went off. A shit bomb. If it's a drain <laughs> and it's brown,
0: it's doo doo water. It's just I don't want to touch it. I'll do it, but I'm
1: I'm gonna glove up.
3: Oh, hazmat suit up. I once had Put a face a... mask on at the very least.
1: Our, our our house has had some sewage backup problems in the past, and we've called Roto Rooter. And one guy came and he says, "Do you have a hammer I can use?" And I gave him an old um, was a Swedish. It was the petting house. I was gonna say, if you gave him hammer. one of
3: my hammers, we'd have a, we'd have to end this right now. No, I, gave, say, him, I if gave him a, a
1: shitty th- job. You need a John
0: Ariani hammer. Yeah. <laughs> <power. laughs>
1: <laughs> I said, I, I found, he said, I need a big hammer. So I had a big, like a five pound, a petting house that I just wasn't using. It was just a dumb hammer. And I gave it to him and he says, can I buy this off you? i like, no, you can't buy it off me. And he brought it back and it was like covered in shit. And I was just like, oh. I should have sold it to you. I, yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a petting house. You should have sold it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I might need it I think this was a, This is a number of years ago So let's just So just to Just to br- bring us back To where So Maker Camp Is This is coming out on a Friday Maker Camp starts Friday What Maker Camp is If you're listening to this And wondering what the fuck We're talking about There's a young man His name is Austin Handel And his parents own This resort In uh, East Durham, New York It's called the Blackthorn Resort And they have it's like camping, and there's RVing and stuff like that. And they have a they have a, a, like a motels there, and then they have all these like events, like they have biker things and concerts. And they're they've gotten involved in doing more events at their place. And I think that after we were doing, uh, I guess he had seen um, Maker Fair in Queens, he approached his neighbor Jimmy Dresden, and says, "I'd love to do a kind of a maker thing here." They figured it out and then three years ago they they called up uh, Jimmy Jimmy had him in touch with uh, Chris Cash to be the big, you know, the ringmaster and they hooked up with us and they called up Cliff and got us to come up and it became a real, and then they had woodworkers and then they had and then it was a great event and there was a lot of social media presence and it was a lot of fun and we had a great time and then last year they couldn't do it because of COVID and they did uh, I guess they did like virtual style and then this year we're finally back, and it's like—it well, seems like it's like five or ten times bigger. And basically, what it is it? It's a weekend event. There's there's grinder companies, and there's tons of blacksmiths and woodworkers and glass blowers, and it's going to be this big event. And we're the modern forges is going to go. So we're getting ready for that. It seems like it escalated pretty quickly.
3: It, yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, it I, like, I almost forgot that there was a virtual. Effect. Like, I I heard I was listening to the you know Austin on the uh, Axe and Iron, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we well technically we did the one last year." I'm like, "Oh yeah, there was that." Like, that just like seems like it was a hundred years ago, and yeah. then I, I can't even believe that was only a year ago. But then you know now hearing everybody who's going to show up, it it's it seems overwhelming actually. Yeah,
2: it seems a little overwhelming. There's there's going to be a like a lot of people,
3: like it's like, how's everybody going to see everything?
2: I I don't. It's, well, it's a nice problem to have. Actually, yeah, I guess so. But no, um, you, know, you
0: you said that they have a biker deal there, and all I can think of is I just wish there was a biker rally and a maker camp at the same time, and just the interaction that that would
1: create.
2: Yeah, it was it was kind of fun and kind of scary the last time. When we went in the bar, the that, bar yeah was te- I was terrified
1: for my life in that bar. I remember turning to someone saying, "Are we going to be okay? Are we going to be okay?" <laughs> yeah,
2: cuz it was just a fight outside, right?
1: Yeah. It was it got <laughs> it got intense pretty quick. The the interesting thing is is if you were to compare, you know, when we went to Maker Faire in Queens, we were the only Blacksmiths there. So we were the only game in town for that kind of thing. But now and then when we did Maker F- Camp the first year, there wasn't as many people, but there was like it was very blacksmith heavy. This one is going to be very blacksmith heavy. They're going to have I know that Ilia and Matt are going to be doing a smelt, uh, coal iron is going to be doing some things, and there and uh, Steve Pellegrino and um, and uh, and uh, Skull and Spades 13. Brett's going to be doing some things, and I think Jesse, this just seems like it is seems overwhelming in terms of
2: all the people are going to be there. Are, like, all the blacksmiths going to be in our tent? Is that, or is it, are we broken up?
1: I, I I would imagine that we're all going to be in the same tent. One of the things I wanted to talk about is what are we bringing? Because, like, all of a sudden, you know, it's like, do we need to bring a million anvils and forges? And, you know, I know, John, you're bringing the whole joint.
3: Yeah, I started off a month ago saying, like, I don't want to bring anything. I want to bring as little as possible. And now... I'm um, hitching the trailer and like bringing, bringing everything. Are you taking oh, you a, are you Bring the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Well, because my my we need we don't need both of our anvils, our main anvils, but uh, we we use them both, like for their different uh, you know anatomy type things. Sure. Are you, you know, taking my, a Like breast? my anvil has. Am I what? Are you no, taking the uh, break? Oh, it'd be nice no, to have there, a good press I, I heard there. there's going to be some presses there, so <laughs> oh. um, we'll we'll see we'll see. And uh, <laughs> well, all the stuff we're doing are you know the, the demos that Cliff and I have somewhat planned out are going to be just like striking anyway. So we don't we don't really need a press, but I heard that there'll be one around if we need one. And <laughs> and. uh you know, so now bringing both of my our anvils that right there, that's almost a thousand pounds. You know, between the base and the the anvils on top of them. You know, my my truck yeah. can take like eighteen hundred pounds. You know, right? Just, it adds up know. fast. Yeah, I'm like, all right. So now I have eight hundred pounds left, minus you know my fat ass is like, you know, what do I got? The like four hundred pounds minus the you know, so it, it it adds up fast. It's like, how many hammers can we bring? So it might just be easier to just break, throw everything on the trailer. Uh, we are gonna bring the uh, uh, an induction forge. Oh, sweet! Um, to play with a little bit, cause not a lot of people have seen those, and it's you know wizardry. Um, the 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 head thing that Cliff posted, or the face, uh, will that that's gonna be handy for some isolated you know heats for that. Um. I mean, other than that, hammers—you know, hammers galore, swage blocks, everything.
1: I got to tell you that induction—that for, induction forge was so when I was when we were over there, I was stunned at how when I was doing I did a friction fork, and I just needed to isolate one spot. It was pretty amazing how quickly it it worked. It really was magic.
3: No, it's 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 awesome. It's such a cool little machine. And I remember like last year or whatever, two years ago. Even when we're just, like, messing around, you you know, I made, like, a bottle opener while you, while I think they were, you guys were doing something else. I was like, it was something, I was just like, well, I'm bored, I'll just make something. But I had the bottle opener in the, like, gigantic forge, but then I, like, walk away and start talking to somebody, and, like, things are just cooking, but, like, you could do these, like, small little projects on the side, and then, and do, you know, these quick heats on the induction forge, and then, like, walk away from it without just burning through propane or overheating it and just, like, cooking your metal. So, you know, there's a lot of possibilities for, you know, the smaller projects, I think, with that. And, you know, yeah. again, yeah, that... it's, it's it's a ridiculous machine to, to just be messing with. And, like, even just to show somebody, like, look how fast I can heat this thing up. Like this, yeah, it is cool. It, you know, it's inch cool and a quarter square. Just... Look how fast this can be hot. You know,
0: and they're not as expensive as you'd think. I mean, they're it's not like one is 5000 $10,000 or something like that.
3: No, I mean, Cliff bought it, so I I don't know exactly what the price tag was, but, like, it was, like, maybe a couple thousand dollars. Uh,
0: Yeah, but that's... I mean, I've looked at them a bunch, and I've talked to Cliff about them, and, like, the machine itself is $800, and then you got to buy a TIG cooler and some extra coils and all of that shit. But it's not... I mean, for what it is and the the magic that it does is...
3: I think he... The the fittings he got, like, came from... It it was, like, some company in China that made the right-sized fitting. Yeah. And, like, he it was, like, some, something so super cheap for, like, 50 of them, It's he's, like, I may as well just buy, like, I may as well just buy the 50 of them, because whatever, like, it costs, it cost more to ship it, but, like, it was the only place, so he, you know, he's, you buy those, and you just have, you know, fittings for life, it's kind of a weird coil, and you can make all these things, now, now I see all these guys, like, Lit David Lish, and, uh, who's the other guy, I just keep sending, like, Every every little like weird induction coil. I'm like, hey Cliff, look at this one. Why don't you make that?
1: So <laughs> yeah, so that, he can actually make specific coils. Is it, how did? Is it if it's a coil? You obviously you can't kink it, right?
3: Yeah, there's I guess the, there's like a limit to, you know, how much you can wrap it around or bend it around something. Because yeah, it's it is a tube, so it'll you know it'll kink, but. Uh, he's, you know, he, we got, we have a bunch of different
1: sizes, but it, it um,
0: hell, it's like refrigeration copper, isn't it? I mean, it's, you just use, yeah, it's just quarter, quarter inch copper tubing. coil. Yeah. Copper Plus tubing. Plus it's
1: standard stuff.
3: I, I don't know how, I, you know, I'm uh, like I said before, I'm a blacksmith, I'm not a plumber, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how, how easily we, he, we happen to have like a, like a, a ring of it just like, you know, in the corner of the shop for, I don't even know where it came from, came from, but yeah, it seems like it's a standard thing. It, or you know you buy is... a length of it and you, you you're not using a ton of it. You, you know the coils you're making are only
1: maybe you're using like 12 inches or something, or maybe a little more or less. Hmm. To... The crazy thing about it is, you know, and, and Jesse, I, I would imagine, I would be interested to know what you think. When I was talking to Lynn Ray a few years ago, and we were talking about how he does his X-ray knives, and he says you can't really you do really the way he builds his X-ray knives. You know what those are. It's a. It's probably the best forged camp knife without a. You know. uh, You know. It's a. It's a all-in-one knife. There's no wooden handles. It's all forged in steel, Um, and the handle is like this beautiful long tail that comes around and then it's it's riveted to the underside of the knife. It's just and when it comes to that kind of blacksmith knife, I don't think anyone does anything better. I don't think anyone comes close. I make a pretty cool uh, all steel knife. No, you don't. You
3: (laughs) there, it is. There it is, son of a bitch. (laughs) See, that's why I had Ben come in here. That's why I've had Ben come in here. (laughs) Someone's got to give me some fritz for one (laughs) at some point.
1: Jeez Louise. (laughs) So, what I was, what he was telling me was he says that when you were making that, especially that part of the handle where you have your the tail, the tang wraps around it and then rivets back, he says you need a coal forge. Because you need to be able to isolate the middle of the knife without heating up the whole thing.
2: Right, but you can definitely do that with a coil. I was just say, yeah. I was thinking that,
1: like, got that is the one thing that the gas forges have that real problem with, is you can't actually isolate the middle part of a project.
2: Yeah, they're awful. They just do this awful blanket heat that doesn't really penetrate anything. It's, I can't stand gas forges.
0: Uh, really? Uh, hate them. There's a time and a place for them. Yeah, I can I agree. I agree. Uh Jim See, Jim Poor he treats all of his hammers with a, with uh an induction forge.
3: Yeah, but who's ever heard of his hammers?
0: You know, a Come couple on. of people. <laughs> a few
3: how many how many hammers does he sell a year? Uh you Is know, I like, think. Like it's 10, more, yeah, I think
0: he's probably given away given away more hammers than any of us will ever make.
3: Yeah, I huh. think
1: I think so too. But Jesse, considering how much you, you know, I, I didn't realize how much you hated. I know that you're a big coal, coal, coal forge guy. When you think about an induction, and I know you tried the induction forge out with me. Uh, what do you think about it, the induction forge? Now, I mean, because I I feel like with you especially, you're much more of a traditionalist in terms of your forging. You like coal, and you like things. You know, you're very you're the traditionalist. Um, What's your opinion on a, on an induction forge? I,
2: I like it. I think I think it's possible. The um, it it comes closer to replacing coal than a gas forge could. Really? How does yeah, it scale I, I compared so. to? Not much. Okay. You don't get the that weird oxygen being pumped yeah. into the metal, like in a gas forge.
3: Well, you do, um, you get, you get scale buildup. Like, do pretty you, quick. does it,
2: does it stick to it though? Like it doesn't the... stick like,
3: yeah, like the uh, propane does, but I mean, cause it's, it's like the propane is like closed, mm-hmm. you know, the, like when it's in there, it's, you know, if it's in there for 20 minutes, just like sitting there at, at full heat, you know, yeah, it's going to scale up, but it's, you, you know, it's, uh, uh, the fuck am I trying to say? Like, there's no but air. it's based in there. on. But I mean, like, but it's based on it's,
0: it's not sucking in a lot of extra oxygen.
3: Exactly. Wait, but when you're in the coil, like the coil, depending on what the shape of the coil is, you know, you're only covering a, an inch or so, you know, of the material. So you're moving it in and out, and now it's just getting air, like oxygen, you know, atmosphere, like is hitting it, like a lot uh, faster than in the propane forge. Right.
2: So you get scale buildup,
3: but yes, you don't. It doesn't stick as like you get that one piece of scale that you're just like you're hitting that wire brush against like (laughs) you know for the entire heat of it just
2: trying to get it off john can you burn stuff up as easily with with it
3: oh yeah you can burn you can burn stuff real fast
2: yeah i wonder have you tried like forge forge welding out of it like not damascus but like actually doing like a a jump welder i've seen
0: somebody do it somebody had a video i I think cliff might have
3: I think Cliff may have at the uh, you know they have another one at, at the school where he works. It, huh. He may have he may have done I don't know. May, we need Cliff here. I think we he, try like it some of those some of those dividers he did. I think he may have. Uh, I think he may have done the forge weld like on the induction for uh, you know right. induction.
2: Yeah, See, but that's two bodies of metal plate like, pressed together already. It's like if you were to take like a, you know like if you're making a set of tongs and you want to yeah, jump yeah. on the reins like that would be cool to try. We could try it. I mean, yeah.
1: It'll it'll heat it up in thirty seconds. I was just thinking about it for tongs because, after once you once you do the rivet and you have to get the for you have to get the rivet hot again, you're having to heat the whole you're having to heat the whole pair of tongs up, you know, and to start to kind of loosen up that that uh, that rivet so you can start to open and close it. I would think that the I'm going to try it this weekend. I want to try it to see how e- make it how easier it is to. <sighs> get the condition that rivet
0: yeah so you're not just bending your reins at the very right. beginning whenever you're trying right. to start getting it to break apart
1: right you don't just right. use the torch right. to heat the rivet no but you need to but you need to heat the whole th- i guess you could probably use a torch i've never done it with a torch but you kind of need to have the whole thing well you, you need to have the whole rivet hot yeah we've always just, the just
3: used, we've always just used the torch to heat you know both sides of the rivet and you know get it hot through and then yeah. O- right. Open and, like you know, open and close it real fast until it's yeah. somewhat yeah. until the color's gone, cool, and squirt oil on it until it's.
1: I don't know. Hmm. Well, that's not as fun as the induction forge, is it? No, not at all. So, you got the the induction forge is going to be that's going to be the that's going to be a big ticket item on this thing. I don't think anyone else bringing an induction forge. No. What are some of the projects we're going to do? You guys are thinking about doing during the demos? Because we got to like we have to bring the we have to bring the heat what are the projects you think you're going to do John
3: uh, we'll, we'll do the you know Cliff's going to do we're going to do a scaled up version of that head he posted head face thing um, a little bit of striking but I think he'll be doing a lot of it you know with chisels and uh, you know on a vice um, and then I, we're going to do another like nine pound sledge like we did I
2: guess the first year yeah john should i bring that the first the one you guys did before if you want yeah why not yeah i was thinking just to bring it down how
3: beat up is it
2: <laughs> i i sanded the faces how horrible so does it it's look it's no it doesn't it looks pretty good i bet the faces were looks too good. soft it no it lo- was it was mild steel. it was
1: mild steel so i think you're right <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> Enough, <laughs> bastard jesse what are you bringing to what are you bringing to maker camp
2: yeah i had the same problem as john like i i kind of i wanted to be, bring my 318 hey button. i thought like um nate who sandhill forge there comes over and forges with me all the time he was talking about coming down so i was like well if you go it'll be awesome because i'll load my pick your pickup truck too and um he wound up not being able to go but um so I pulled the big anvil out, and I'm going to bring, like, a couple, you know, 150-pound anvil and um, another small one. Uh, I'm going to bring, you know, a bunch of steel, the forge. I've got a little coal forge that I um, I set up with, like, a variable uh, speed controller for the blower and I don't know.
3: Are you bringing that, well, big, uh, that big coal forge that you've got? that's like uh no
2: i don't have room for it uh, I'd, I'd have to have like a, well if nate was gonna go i would probably throw it in one of it, because it literally takes up i've just got that little tacoma and it's it takes up the whole bed that was a massive forge i know isn't it wasn't it cool with all yeah. the rivets all the way around crazy that um they just pulled it out of the uh somebody scrapped it out of the granite um shed quarries up in barry vermont should I drive up to Rutland with the trailer for it? And... Yeah, you could take it if you want. To. You can take it. Maybe
3: I'll maybe I'll take the the little giant too. No, sorry. Uh-huh.
2: That little giant—they'll bury it next to me when I die. All right, <laughs> I'll thing. I'll
3: take the ending. <laughs> That's
2: fine. Yeah, You know
1: what's what's interesting is is after Maker Fair, you g- ended up getting. Uh, I, I think it must have been the first time you met Chris Cash, John. That Chris, you you got that uh, pa, that uh, that champion uh, hammer, and the idea was we had gotten we it would Maker Faire was so popular at one point we got I guess Cliff had gotten approached to for us to potentially go to to Korea. You remember that conversation?
3: Yeah, I, I think so. the guy had asked me maybe we we're going to go to like Singapore, something like that
1: we they were thinking how much would it be to bring the modern forge guys yeah. to uh to asia to do this thing and we are trying to figure out all oh, the weight and what we're going to bring and next thing you know you you're going to have this traveling champion hammer. I'm surprised you're not bringing the champion, to be honest with you.
3: It, it's uh we're still working on getting it to be running uh
0: perfectly. <laughs> That's perfect. You take it up there. You have Chris Toon on it.
3: I maybe. It wasn't Maybe Chris should just come by take a look. Fair enough. <laughs> I think we. I don't know. It needs it needs a little more TLC. They Cliff and I did a lot already to it. Um, there's there's still some some weird some weirdness.
0: Hmm. It's a hundred pound hammer, isn't it? Yeah, six65 Yeah,
2: sixty-five little more than that. It's it's a nice size because like it. The footprint and like even the height doesn't take up that much room,
0: and it's got that weird uh, like scissor cradle on it, doesn't it?
3: The, the, it? originally, yeah, it does. The the one okay. I have, it, it doesn't. It has just you know the whatever a, a U kind of oh, around I, the front. Something whoever had it, I don't even know if it was the guy before me. They they did a lot of weird little modifications to it. Um, you know, it's fun to have. We but we're we're kind of like press guys right now. There there might be an An Yang in the future at some point, but
1: oh really? Well, not officially, but oh okay.
3: If yeah. uh, if if James Johnson wants to reach out and you know, he listens to this podcast, yeah, James, come on. Uh, oh, there, there's an What's An up, Yang up, in my future. Hope yeah, no, I I, it, it, get it I like China. mine a lot. There's just the, yeah. you know so so much. Control uh, with what the kind of stuff we do. We we want to have that kind of uh, you know alignment and and control of you know the power and you know the the, all that stuff. So we either we either need like a perfect mechanical hammer, or, you know, a nice uh, self-contained hammer.
1: Jesse, I mean, you're you're once again you're the traditionalist. You have the the. I mean, you have this beautiful twenty five pound little giant that I got to use the first time I came up to meet you. I mean, that thing rules. I mean,
3: that that's yeah, it's it's an. That's pretty close to like what we're saying. It's like you know, it's pretty perfect. Yeah, I don't know know how to now.
2: Every once in a while, things get out of whack with it, but um, you just gotta. It's like the perfect amount of like tension in the like your your ram and uh. If oil gets in the clutch and stuff starts slipping, you just got to go through it every once in a while and kind of wipe stuff out and, you know.
1: But well, you also or, you also have an anyang, so I how do, does it feel do using like, anyang and the little giant?
2: I'm, I'm getting really used to the anyang. Um, it's a, uh, it's a lot different than a press. I'd say it's it's only an eighty eight, but I'd say it's close to as like as strong as like my 24 ton uh, riverside press it's um um it it's only, it, it's really weird because like the little giant for me is kind of like I kind of learned to forge on those like machines with the crazy like drawing dies and just forging like traditional like you know ironwork like leaves and scrolls and drawing out stuff um with forging with um, a self-contained hammer would you know even just running the big flat dies um it's almost like relearning to forge again on an anvil for me um you know making all the tooling um some of it's similar than a press except in a press if i put like a kiss block in it's not going to kick out because of the vibration right so it's it's learning to like it's learning the like the coordination of like holding that tool in there and like you know if you're drawing something out or just you know half facing or running like a a top or under things like and seeing how that tooling works uh, not only for for what it is that I'm trying to accomplish but also just does it work for me you know so it's um I've, I've, I really enjoy it though I think it's it it I mean, I know Cliff and John make amazing machines, and the presses are absolutely amazing. And But um, forging under, like, a hammer like that, to me, is just, a, like, a hundred times more fun.
0: If I had to have just one, I'd go with a hammer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, have Not... you seen the, the kiss block tooling that
2: John Rigoni uses? I've seen some of it. Oh, it's... I don't, like... If he's done stuff on Instagram, I'm, I'm like really bad with YouTube because of my attention spans. I don't, I don't like watch YouTube. zero, I,
0: I've just seen pictures of it, and I I saw one recently, and I mean it's it's the kind of the ideal setup for kiss blocks on the yeah. hammer. He's
2: he's a pretty smart guy. Yeah, he's like he does.
1: the kiss blocks are on hinges, right? Yep. Like he's got, and then they flip, and he can flip them. He can have based on the one or two at mean. a
0: time, and then sure. kick them out of the way.
1: Mm-hmm. John Ragoni is in pretty incredible. Uh, he's a tooling wizard.
2: Yeah, he is, for sure.
1: The hardest part for me is was when I, I learned how to use a power hammer, and we never we used the I mean, the Center for Metal Arts, we never used the press ever, not once. I thought, you know what time we used it? We were this is the dumbest thing of all time. We were twisting uh, one inch tubes we were t- for for posts mm. and we were filling them we were welding a little plug on the bottom filling them with sand packing them down and then twisting them with sand in it so they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't kink you know hold the sand inside wouldn't collapse the tubing it. will prevent it from collapsing but then you got to get the goddamn sand out so at one point we put like a pipe into the press and Tried to push the sand out and we almost toppled the whole thing over it was a total disaster but we really weren't using the i mean the only person who was using the press was uh Orihafi was using it he who showed us how he was punching diet punching the eyes of his hammers with it that, that press was but, only mean, 50 tons right it was yeah but whatever it was it was, was and like and a 50 just... ton press but it was like the
3: size of like the nailzel that thing was like a I huge had... cast iron body and it was like 50 tons in it You know, you look at, like, you know, any of these H-frames, you know, C-frames that, like, Cole is making or, you know, these other guys, like, you can get, like, so much power out of something so much smaller and, like, mobile. It's like that thing was just, like, a dated, you know. Isn't it Blue 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 makes
0: one with, with a tiny little footprint that's a 50 ton? Hmm.
3: I think, yeah, I think so. All right. Doesn't, uh, who's the guy? Michael Hoops uses one. That's, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. His is 50 or is it 100? Hundred tons or 50. 100 tons are ridiculous, right? Yeah. But
1: what I'm saying is I've spent so many years on hammers. I have really... I mean, the only times I've ever used a press is at your place, John. Like, I really have... I feel like I'm, I'm like, a ch- like, a, like an infant. I don't understand. I don't have the finesse with them. I'm always afraid I'm going to smush things. It's so different... Than a, than a hammer it's like it's totally completely 100% different You know when you fuck up with a press
0: You watch yourself do it and it's happening slow <laughs> And there's just nothing you can do to help it. You're just watching That's it true. happen in slow motion And I know this very well from experience
3: No, I do too. It, You're sitting there being like no as as you watch it just like smush way and you, past you, you what just you can't thought it was take your do. foot off the pedal. No.
1: <laughs> I've done that a few a couple times at your place. Me too. <laughs> Cuz you know with a, a little mishit with the with the hand, with the power hammer isn't usually, you know, it's not catastrophic. Smush time. Yeah, no, it's like a mishit, one mishit or something. But like with a press, forget about it. Mm-mm. Jesse, what are you planning on uh, demoing at Maker Camp?
2: Um, a few different things. I'm gonna kind of go with like how I feel. I think uh, Carrie's gonna make like a bunch of those little like jewelry bowls there that I posted. Oh, cool. Um, I'm gonna bring like a little swedge block, and I cut up a bunch of stock, and um, no, I don't know. Like what I've done before, just kind of like make some openers for and like to have there for for sale and well, you guys um,
3: are the best you know from you know between your cma class and like you obviously have the made, bottle open you've made a yeah. few bottle openers but you guys are good at i think talking about it yeah like that, that, that and, was you were great at you know maker fair you know 100 years ago but like you know the two of you sort of have that down
2: yeah know, that... we can you know we we can do that i i was i kind of wanted to do like um like that little dragon sculpture thing i did the other day you know it's kind of pretty traditional um and i thought i'd bring down uh i i don't know just like maybe do a couple dragons and have them there yeah um but i mean cliff's gonna do that head so i mean it's kind of the same well it's funny I, I, i like
3: that you you had the bottom part like riveted on like the bottom
2: well, I was trying to think about how to do it because it's like it's easy here. Like I could do a dragon hat out of, out of like three quarter square and then just draw it out. But it was like if I if I can't there, I need to do it a different way. So that so it was like I had that other idea of just using like, yeah. Small I'd, I'd stock. been saying
3: that to Cliff about with his head. I was like, well, what are we gonna do with it? Why don't we, you know, draw out a, a, a different piece of stock to make like a bottom, like make it a hook or something that we could like stick on that uh, pergola or whatever they're making the right. timber frame thing i would be like look the place to you know hang a lantern or a hat or something you know make a yeah, hook exactly. for the bottom half of it instead of drawing out you know inch and a quarter you know, just make it out of something smaller and, and you know stick it yeah. on there so it's funny that I, you know then you posted that dragon. I was like oh there it is
2: yeah that was that idea because I was like it's, I, I wish there was a power hammer to run to <laughs> you could
1: drive you over to Jimmy's
2: he's got a, a yeah that's Beaudry, right I think <laughs> just draw things out in the morning yeah. why not? Jesse, yeah.
1: did, were you the one who showed me? Did you make the pair of tongs where the where the where the jaws were a dragon?
2: Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. Yeah, those are kind of cool. That'd be that'd be a good idea too.
1: Maybe I could strike for you for that. I want to say do them because I'm going to be making tongs.
2: Definitely. You know, the one thing about that, I mean, for people who've done dragons, um, it, the head kind of moves around as you as you do the eyes and the nostrils and all that and the mouth. Um, when you forge in like that, know, uh, like where are you gonna rip it? What the hell do you call that? The boss. The boss. Um, so you forge that first, and then that sits in the vise, and it really isolates the head, so it doesn't. It makes it a, like a ton easier to to forge that out.
1: I'm. Da- I would love to make a pair of dragon taunts. Yeah, that's
2: it. Yeah, we'll do it. You oh, can, awesome. You can have a pair of dragon tons.
1: Oh, awesome. I, yeah. You know what? That's fucking awesome. Because actually, was gonna. I have. I've been holding... I've been carrying around... Actually, you probably guys have seen him. The Center for Mental Arts. One of... one of uh, I think one of Uri Hoffi's uh, acolytes. His name is Boaz. I'm not under... I don't know him. But I guess he was one of the main... Him and Zivik Gottlieb were his main guys. And they made these forged snake heads on these. And I was always wanting to make a pair of tongs out of them. And I just never had the chance. I was just like... At the same time, I was like... I don't want to make tongs out of something someone else made but i would love to do a pair of you know that the idea where the tongs the, the mouth is the face of a dragon it would be really cool
3: mm-hmm. you should make a pair of uh, tongs like i saw he did a bunch of legs zveg gottlieb yeah like he did a bunch of those forged legs make those like the reins have the middle.
2: oh yeah that
1: would be cool <laughs> yeah I think I feel like tongs have a have a real good potential for like creativity. <laughs> like I started to I, think like you could make the jaws like finger a finger I, and a thumb. I or... was
0: gonna say I've always thought two hands that you know come oh, together yeah. like they're praying. Yeah, with the metal in between them. Yeah, that's
1: a good idea. I'm telling you, tongs are gonna be. <laughs> I think tongs are the ability to be creative. You don't want the uh, the
3: legs sticking out and then the the grabbing area to be two butt cheeks.
2: <laughs> we could do that. Well, so, the, so the boss, do it, do it, David the boss a David Lish little
3: butthole in the center there. <laughs> I don't
0: know what well, I mean, what? Come how, on, how would, you, how would you do the rivet? How would, I would you have like rivet? balls on one side and dick on the other?
3: Well, you have two <laughs> balls. Each one could be a ball. <laughs> but where do you
0: put the rest of the genitalia?
3: Listen, listen. This is this is a PG thirteen podcast. I was told to be on my best behavior. Bullshit. No,
1: oh, no, no. Feel free to talk about your your dick tongs. Real dick tongs. Yeah, there that's go. real dick, dick tongs. Tongs.
3: <laughs> That's real dick tongs right there.
1: Well, that now, I mean, for some of the listeners who don't know what dick is, <laughs> we now talk we have about to that. keep. This is this is the one thing I hate about podcasts when they don't set things up. John Ariani, please explain to the list, the new listeners of the full episode of the of the Maker Camp pre uh, pregame, what dick tonging is.
3: Oh boy. Well, when forging alone, without the aid of power equipment or a striker, <laughs> one must utilize different techniques to accomplish certain aspects of forming the metal. Often, a third hand is necessary to hold the workpiece while a top tool is held and struck. One tried-and-true method is dick-tonguing. To begin, remove your work from the forge and approach the anvil. Tong clips are helpful, but not necessary. Also helpful is having an anvil mounted at the proper dick height. Grip the reins and tongs securely between your upper thighs with the workpiece resting upon the anvil. With your two free hands, position the top tool and strike as needed. Congratulations, you have now successfully dick-tongued it. This is the disclaimer. Use at your own risk. Sunset Forge and the host of the Full Blast Podcast is not responsible for any castration, <laughs> sterilization, or unwanted circumcision. Proper safety attire, safety glasses, goggles, uh, jock strap, gloves is strongly recommended.
0: Thank Jeff, you. take note. That's how you do a read.
3: <laughs> That's how you do. It. Did you write that down, John? I pulled that out of my notes from like when I was on Knife Talk with you. <laughs> I pulled it out so fucking
1: fast. I can't even believe I was able to find that. That was, that was, you pulled that out so fast. I was, that was stunned. I was like, God damn it. He really knows how to do, he knows how to do a read. I
3: pulled that out faster than a dick tong.
1: There you go. Well, I think that there are, I think that there's going to be. Well, you know, speaking of dick tongs, um, Ellen Durkin had the most incredible dick bending forks. she, She had bending forks. That were dicks Do you remember
2: those? Is that what, or they were fire pokers I thought they were like they, fire pokers no, they they uh, forks. Forks.
0: Yeah, the end of the handle was a Was a dick Yeah, right.
3: I, they, I think, yeah. uh, what's his name Dennis Dussek yeah. Sorry, I don't know if I was getting his yeah, name right. He right. made. I think he made them for her at, Cause,
2: okay, yep uh, he, he runs the, uh, California Yeah, yeah, year. she's, yeah.
3: she demoed there Yeah
2: She demos everywhere is she coming to uh, Bigger Camp? I don't believe so. No. I... Yeah, I don't think she is. It's so too bad because so she's people... funny.
3: She's a funny. She's funny
2: girl. She. She was. Yeah, she was really good. She was fun. I was she's yelling great. at her the whole time.
1: <laughs> she was. She's a pistol. She's a real pistol. Yeah. She can hang. So who else is going to be there? Bob Menard's going to be there. He's probably going to. He's. I think he's mad at me. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna yell at me probably.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank God Bob's coming in with all that stuff too. Yeah, so, Bob
1: Bob's yeah. bringing all sorts of stuff so kids so kids can learn how to
2: dick-tong. Yeah. Now what what else he bringing and, uh, in uh, stuff for? Not for y'all, right? Yeah, we're gonna. I think we're gonna have one Cole forge. I
3: think, but he's mostly bringing it for like the teaching, like the teaching is, tent, Yeah. Like yeah. The, uh, that so Brett there is and, another uh,
0: place where people like who want to learn or can go try it.
3: Yeah, Brett and Steve
2: are going to do uh,
3: the educational uh, learn-how-to-forge stuff. That's
2: what, like, Brett and Jess are doing, right? Yeah. If I was going, that's where I would be. I would be learning.
1: But Bob was really, really cool last year because he brought from the NEB a ton of anvil, like, five or six, probably even more, these small anvils. more in the trailer. And he had, like, two or three coal forges, right? Yeah, Something like that uh, He brought a yeah, ton of more, stuff yeah, He was the, really They
3: just really set the up I think time. three or four uh, that, yeah, he that, that trailer like, he's got Has like it, It's its crazy The setup that he's Rolling around with In that uh, The NEB trailer Yeah
2: I was
1: a, Yeah I It's, was it's just a joke. big setup I was just joking Bob's not mad at me I don't think It'll be Well he won't out. be mad <laughs> I, can, I can talk my way At anything with Bob, Bob Bob's my guy uh, It's not so bringing you A big enough Come on Bob So wait a second do you guys so let's just do we need Is there I'm bringing anything...
2: like I'm bringing one leg vice but it's it's a small like I have a orange.
1: I have a crappy
2: uh, I have
3: a crappy like jet vice that I pulled out of a dumpster that's mounted to something <laughs> solid so I'm gonna bring that like that I can stand on that'll be my th- the other part of my role besides striking for the entire week. and
1: you're gonna bring your big swage block right uh yeah
2: well, Jesse,
1: there'll be at least one swage
3: block there.
2: Jesse, you bring a swage block? Uh, only like a dishing one.
3: I'm gonna have two swage blocks, one real one from our our good friendly tribe, and then uh, one of our water jet ones.
2: Yeah, that's that's good.
3: And you know all the tooling and junk that we and
2: brought. you guys, you're bringing one of Cliff's guillotines there, right? We are bringing a guillotine. Yeah,
3: I hopefully. We have a whole slew of them that we uh, have at a powder coater right now. We we did a run of 25. Finally, we're finally done with them. We're almost done mm. with them. And uh, ideally, we'd be bringing uh, some of them for display slash purchase. But they, they're still sitting there. And I'm like, come on, guy. You know, I'm on the phone with this this these guys every day. Um. So we'll see. We'll see if that happens. Um, but
1: regardless, you're gonna have 25 for sale at some point. Yeah, like next week. <laughs> if it's it, right now, the, the guy, he, you
3: know, he says, "Oh yeah, definitely, definitely by Friday." But it's like I need one more thing to like go and pick but up
2: 25 people guillotines. Could, people could come and see what what you guys make, and then. Well, sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. Cliff
0: seems like something. Same, an event uh, like this is not something people would buy a 40 pound guillotine. And
3: well, try to they, have to get it they, it's anyway. the middle of nowhere, Ben. They all drove there.
2: Yeah, there's there's a big <laughs> you know? tailgate and everything. Yeah, by they, the way, it's not like they, yeah. you
3: know, yeah, took a bus or something. I mean, I guess maybe they, if they flew in or something. The hell, I but, assume people, most people were flying in, renting a car or whatever. I think it, the majority is like local local folks. Okay, we do have some people coming in from from far, which is pretty exciting, but. Um, I you know even if we weren't gonna bring twenty five of them, I'm, I'm not bringing those up. We bring like a couple, and you know save. All right. It, it's it's pretty heavy. We max out a flat rate box, and uh, it, it's it's stressful packing them and and even just like carrying. Like the first run we did, my my post office like wanted to murder me because I'd show up with like five of them at a time, and it's it, you know <laughs> and no like donuts? for four, four hundred pounds. Gotta bring the donuts. On oh, next next time, I, I I like I like the one lady, my regular my regular counter lady. She's really sweet. She loves me. She loves my boys. But like the postmaster of the place is the biggest prick. And like, if it wasn't a federal offense, we would, you know, have some some problems. I, like, I to attack too. a postal like he is a fucking asshole. Like he's like <laughs> like he he was like lecturing me on using too much tape on the box. And I was like, there's a weight of 50 pounds, like, the max weight on the flat rate box is 70 pounds. Like, if you, like, I'm, he's like, you're supposed to only use the adhesive that's on the box. Like, if you think I'm going to fucking trust (laughs) this 70-pound box till that one little strip. He's like, oh, it's the the stuff they use for rat to catch rats. Like, what does that have to do with shipping a gear? They're not
0: catching (laughs) fucking 70-pound rats. What seventy? Show me a seventy-pound rat. Where's
3: Cliff? Show me a seventy-pound rat, Cliff. But you know, I'm like, I'm like sitting there being like, look, if they don't accept it at the next place, it, like if you're not accepting it, I don't like, fine. But if you're gonna take it and the next place doesn't, then that's that'll be my problem for the next time. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I don't trust your strip. <laughs> I, don't, I,
1: don't, I don't trust your rat. Your fucking strip. rat strip. Yeah, like, come on, man. That's the worst. That is the worst. <laughs> That is the worst idea for uh, encouraging advice, but this is what they catch rats with. I
0: don't know. I caught a rattlesnake on a, on a mouse trap one time. One of those glue traps. So I mean, it's pretty good stuff.
1: Was it a seventy pound rattlesnake?
0: <laughs> no, it was about sixty five. It was it yeah. was one of the smaller oh, ones. One. Yeah, well, t- everything, everything's bigger me. in
1: Texas. <laughs> I gotta stop. I gotta stop. I, I have something for Jesse, but before we stop, I was while I was waiting for you guys to come on, Ben was in a video on the ranch that he had while he was driving his his four by four and what happened there's a there's a bull elk
0: that his he's just unmannerly uh and i was driving wrangler and i were driving to the house and he was just off the side of the road so i was like i'm gonna film him just for the hell of it and then he charged us and ran us off the road wrangler fell out uh I I got him back in real quick. Unfortunately, I don't have enough money to be able to shoot him. I can't afford it, but I would like to shoot him right now.
3: I was gonna say <laughs> elk's for dinner, right? If if
0: you I got the money, realize, I didn't realize that they're so vicious. Uh, that, you know, it's like a moose or any of those animals. It's okay. Yeah, imagine right. being a teenager and all of you have those teenage hormones, but compress all those hormones from an entire year into like a three-week period and that's how hyped up they are for lack of a you know so
1: did he he ran off the road did he did he hit the hit I, when you he, were driving
0: had i stayed on the road he have hit us and oh. fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know, it may have been better to just let him hit us because I don't think it would have been that bad. Uh, but, you know, the other day my folks were coming out for dinner. This was on Sunday, and he was up by the, the main gate, and he wouldn't let him in. He wouldn't let him get near the gate.
1: Wow. Luckily, so there's weird. another
0: gate they can go around to, but...
1: You know, Would huh. he charge you if you were on foot? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I've had some chase me down whenever I was horseback. You know, I guess like maybe a man on a horse kind of resembles a, a bigger bull elk. I don't know, but they'll they'll come after you. So what are you supposed to do
1: with this fucking thing? <sighs> Avoid him? Ugh. I guess. He, I mean, he obviously isn't afraid of people. I'm going to... He's going to get
0: get tuned up a little bit but I don't really want to go into that. <laughs>
1: That's what they used to say. That's what the poli- the old the old school police New York P- PD would would say what they would do to suspects back in the day to tune them, tune them up.
0: Well, our our tuning practices may be pretty similar.
1: <laughs> back to back to the back to the story. So Jesse, a question for you. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be bringing anything to sell
2: um, I've got like a, I had like a huge goal of making a ton of stuff, which didn't really happen. I've got like some like small trinket type stuff. Um, I don't I, you know, like a couple like fire pokers, that sort of thing. And then um, I'm bringing like a bunch of like Savage Forge t-shirts, which I haven't like printed up in a long time. Um, I think that's it
3: Put me down for an
2: XL yeah, Okay Je- uh, Jeff what do, you, what do you bring in
1: I'm um, I'm I crossing my fingers That my merch guy Has my hats I'm hoping to have all the hats And I'm going to be bringing some hoodies nice. uh, I'm going to bring some nice. hoodies that I have But then I'm gonna, hoping I may have a big load of hoodies To bring with me so I'll have limited merch, I think. Hopefully, I, I'm, you know, the, the, I. It's different for me because, and I think Jesse, you and I are in the same boat. <sighs> Using these companies that like print, print and ship, and they're 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 they really gonna put a lot of these small businesses out of business. Yeah, so,
2: yeah, I definitely don't use those.
1: I don't use them, yeah. and I think the quality sucks. So I have a guy who's down by me who does it for me and then he's a good guy and he, he I can come in and he'll I'll have smaller minimums but I buy everything ahead of time and then um, it allows me to you know work with someone locally and, and get some product that's you know is it be, is it the best shirts I've ever had no I'm gonna have shirts in the spring but it's I'm I feel more comfortable with it but the problem is is because there's such a I guess there's a big materials Problem with uh, what is it? What are they calling it when they're all there? It's um, there's some sort of shortages, or yeah,
2: there are actually a huge, I heard there's a huge uh, shortage of uh, denim at the moment,
1: but it's um, like a supply chain that's what it yeah, is supply it is. chain,
2: yeah.
1: There's a ton of supply chain problems, and uh, actually, I was talking to my wife today, and she's saying that a lot of it, maybe you know something about this, Ben. She was telling me that they're having that a a lot of ranchers are selling off their herds because they're worried about uh, feed coming up. Have you heard about Uh, this? No, I hadn't. Yeah, apparently there's going to be a a grain shortage. There's going to be like some sort of grain shortage or feed (sighs) shortage, and there are a lot of ranchers who are starting to kind of like. Make sure that they get rid of some of their herd before the winter because they're 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 worried about this grain shortage and it has to do with the supply chain. I could should see that, that have have being more
0: of, that more of an effect. Of a... Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I could see that Maybe affecting lots more. <laughs> Dude, that's your that's your that's when you, when you talk to the boss, man. That's all you have to say is, "Look, times are going like to get it, tough. We yeah. got to get rid of some, some of these guys."
0: You know, I don't want to see him deteriorate and have to sell him. Uh, we're just going to have to eat him. <laughs> Is there but anything I mean, you, you know. guys are excited to see up there like John or you maybe somebody can be will be there to teach you how to make a proper rounding hammer?
3: <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> you know who I'm uh I I was excited I was excited to meet our friend uh Miss Arapach. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I, oh absolutely. Yeah. I was I was excited to meet her. Uh Are you no then... longer
0: excited about it?
3: No, but then I got real not not that I wasn't excited before, please. Uh I was talking to Mr. Joshua Prince and he told me he was coming. Yep. So I said, "Oh shit. This is this is getting real. People are really coming from far." Um and those are two people I've you know, uh, we've interacted. Um there's all sorts of other people who are on the fringes of interaction, but you know, I've talked to both of them, you know, Josh is He sent me. He just like sends me these like care packages like out of nowhere of like Uh, stuff. She's just like, hey, I'm gonna send you some stuff. Like, okay, man, you know that's that's really nice. Thank you. (laughs) So it'll be really nice to meet him in person. Um, You know, the demonstrators I think are gonna be are gonna be pretty cool. Um, I'm I'm interested to see what the destroyer. What she what she gets into?
2: Oh yeah, yeah! I forgot she was. I'd coming. like to. I, I want to officially
3: yeah. state. I I don't think she should have changed her name. <laughs> On our, her, her her Instagram. Uh, oh, right. her Instagram yeah. is yeah. now I guess her name, which is now escaping me because we just keep calling her the, the Andrea uh, De Leon. Yes, Andrea yeah. De Leon. But we just keep saying the Dre Destroyer because that's who she is. Yep. So, uh, that'll be cool. To, because the you know she's all over the place, but the the glass blowing stuff is is so mind boggling what she does. Um, so that'd be
1: real cool. I don't know. There's so many people coming. It's it's gonna be wild. I'm gonna try to. I want to try to prep a few things for the total boat people to. I want to take advantage of the total boat people because they're gonna have a ton of resin. You know. Yes, that, that's gonna be kind of neat.
2: Hey Jeff, what was that you just did with um? Total boat, and um what's his name Derek Ramollin well
1: you well, know what that's it's the it's secret a... project right no no secret doesn't I don't fucking do secrets or maybe I do <laughs> I don't know so you know it's interesting because I actually thought about this thanks for bringing it up Jesse for as long as I've known you Jesse you you and I have been talking especially when you were on the when you're doing the uh, Blacksmiths pub when you, we were asking the idea of what's the role of the modern day blacksmith and recently One of the things, I mean, I've been doing for years with other, you know, any schools I've been involved with is we've been doing these progression boards, which are like when you're teaching someone, there's nothing better. No drawing can replicate a progression drawing. So progression drawing being the starting, you know, a project, a forging project where you have the starting stock and then you have every stage mapped out. And the reason why they're so great is in a classroom setting, you can actually go up and look at it and look what you're doing and look what you can see, the nuances that you can't see in a drawing. So we were doing those progression drawings back in the day, tongs and dividers and all sorts of things. And then I recently got back into doing them here and I had a set of... And now I'm going to be redoing all my progression drawings, uh, progressions, uh, forgings, because I've just changed so much and some of it just doesn't make any sense. So what I did was... Or it's not... It doesn't make sense. It's just not what I do anymore. So I, I took one and I kind of put like a, a wooden border around it. And then I used some of the... the uh, They sent me... Uh, Total Boat sent me some thick set. And I, ju- I it was after watching... Jimmy durresta did a video where he took... He made a table. And he called it a memory table. And he poured epoxy. He poured resin in Total Boat. And then he put his like little objects from around the shop. And then he poured it. And then he covered it. And he created this like... It was like this invisible tomb of all these things, so I did the same thing. I put a board around the thing. Actually, it was funny. I had Ted, uh, my business partner Tony. We were doing, we were having like a meeting, and then I was bored, and I just grabbed the, I grabbed the stuff and I just poured it in there, and it just embedded, it embedded the steel and everything like that. And when the interesting thing was, it became this hardened block with this steel inside. And the funny thing, I started thinking about when you and I were talking, when we talk about. What's the role of the modern day blacksmith? All of a sudden, I'm looking at this, you know, this these prog- this progression board of the progression of the how the different stages, and it's and it just embedded in preserve. It was preserved. Mm-hmm. You know, there's you don't have to worry about rust anymore. A lot of times, if you have a progression drawing or progression forging, a lot of times you'll see they get rusty. And now that it's embedded in this total boat. It was like this concept of the, the preservation of the steel. If for, for eternity, it's never going to change. And all of a sudden, I started thinking about the concept of the modern-day blacksmith. And maybe it is about preservation and then innovation. And, and it was really kind of neat. And now what I want to do is I want to make a giant table, like a dining room table. And I want to have every, uh, every progression I've ever done and just be filled and then have the whole table be total boat. But then tongs and different types of tongs yeah. and then knives and then bottle openers. And then they'll be like almost like these little kind of like
2: It'd be, floating... be cool if you put like your watercolors in too.
1: Well, I don't think they would. I mean, it's. You know, they wouldn't hold up. I would. They wouldn't hold up. But I thought about throwing a couple lures in and. You know oh, yeah. there was this it was this idea of like uh, the preservation of, you know, the information that I've been putting out there. It was it was kind of a neat thing and uh, hopefully we'll I'll be doing some more of
2: that. What if you laminated the watercolors?
1: Well, I mean we? I I mean at some point we're, the plan is with the watercolors is we're going to do a book. Actually Tony had some and he was talking to a printer and we're going to do a book or at least sell prints or something like that. Um, I've got to get back in on to do doing a book but the problem is is if I when I do the book I can't I don't feel good about doing the drawings of other people's images like other people's information like I did the Lin Ray x-ray knife and I just I'm not interested in making money off of Lin Ray's stuff you know it just doesn't it doesn't interest me at all so if I do these watercolors, it really has to be stuff that I've done on my own that I've really kind of like, it's my own evolution of stuff. So that's that.
0: I feel like the uh, epoxy thing has just gone almost too far because my mother is now doing epoxy pours. <laughs> <laughs> what is
2: what
1: is that's your mom funny. doing with the epoxy pores? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about epoxy pours. <laughs> But the fact and that your, your my, dad, your dad engraves, right? Yeah, he, he engraves and does leather work. So, and huh. now my mother is is doing and epoxy she, pours, she, and she's she paints epoxy
3: she, rivers. Yeah, river tables.
0: Yeah, I think she's gonna do tables. I guess I don't know. But I feel like the the epoxy thing has jumped the shark.
1: <laughs> it has. I mean, but at the same time, for me, I'm still like. It's like watching a TV show that everyone's talked about, but you never saw it, and then all of a sudden you see it and now you'd want to binge it. Fair enough. Like I haven't really I haven't really done enough. I haven't done enough with it, but the idea of like kind of the idea of these turning them into something an object. The progression board deal, I
0: think, is the neatest idea I've seen in a while. I will say that the 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 progression board is the neatest idea I've seen in a while to protect to protect it and I'm not just saying that to be nice I do really like that
1: idea Well I mean They're rust I mean I'm looking at the ones in my Shop right now and they're rusting you know it's Just because you know They've been sitting there for a year or two And nothing's happened and or You know whatever happens or it's moist And you know It is it is something that like They're they become these Interesting objects and it, I could I would love to see like a table And then but at the same time, I don't want it to be like a, like some sort of museum piece. That doesn't interest me at all. So it, the idea is kind of neat. But the the idea that a non woodworking maker's you know how it progresses how it you know a metal worker uses it might be kind of an interesting idea. I'm not 100 percent sure. So, Jesse, yeah what are, what else are you looking
2: forward to seeing at maker camp um i don't know i'm looking forward to seeing keith mitchell
3: uh yeah, shipwright skills there because i haven't
2: i i haven't seen him well i saw him once during covid but uh yeah he hasn't he hasn't come down at all lately um so he's coming down he's gonna ride down with us to it and um And he's speaking of the epoxy thing. He's going to do, I think he's going to be in our area because we're going to do, we're going to burn like um, the anvil stake that I found him into a stump. Um, And hopefully, I don't know, I talked to a couple different people. I think Austin um, said there might be something at Jimmy's we can use for a stump, but um, we'll have to find one. But we're going to do that, and then he's going to do a demo with Total Boat.
3: I might have a stump Um,
2: around a couple if you have one bring one down
3: <laughs> I mean do you want to like nothing, if, we'll, we'll get later there if you want a specific height I might have something around here
2: yeah nothing too big it's not it's not a huge one um he uh Keith he's
3: making that cooler too oh that which, cooler was neat which, yeah. which he may or may not need uh some forged hardware for what cooler he's he made he, the total it looked boat, like a little guess, treasure chest yeah out of wood uh, Total Boat has yep. a new product that I guess he, that, uh, Keith is presenting or doing something with, uh, that he used, I, I don't know, it's some sort of insulation jazz thing, I don't know, but he made it a little cooler, it seems like it can hold a nice little six pack in there, and, uh, he was, he, he mentioned to me that he might need a little bit of, uh, some hardware for it. Yeah, it's awesome. Maybe some sort of, uh, Maybe handles can do that for- or, uh yeah yeah let's volunteer cliff to do everything it's fine
2: (laughs) that
1: you know that reminds me i forgot to tell you jesse especially you yeah you know they're gonna if you wanted to sell anvils there
2: oh i know you could it would be a good place i actually was thinking because i didn't really have a good like i've got big anvils and i've got small ones but i don't have anything in the middle and I was thinking of asking, the, like, one of the antique guys that I know, he has quite a few anvils. I'm like, if I could go up and pick out a couple to bring and just put, like, put the price tag on the side, and then maybe, you know, at the end of the thing, they'd sell for them.
1: I bet you, I think I think if you bring any anvil there, I bet you sell it.
2: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I think, I mean, we'll have to go and see what this one's like, and then, you know, if, if we do it next year... Um, you know if they want us back like we could you know potentially like maybe bring stuff like that to sell say so no
1: I think Will Shear Will Shear's got some anvils that he's bringing nice um, and you know I talked to John I talked to to uh, Cliff a little bit before this and he says you guys are gonna have some hammers for sale
3: yeah we're gonna have some hammers uh, hopefully some other tools Uh, We we made a bunch of set hammers and uh, flatters.
2: Oh yeah, that's awesome.
3: Uh, Because they're a little less common, and um, yeah,
2: especially flatters. We're gonna
3: have an obscene amount of bottle openers at all different, you know, price points. You know, from super fancy to uh, please just take it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Get this out of my life. Yeah, come come
3: come see me on Sunday night. (laughs)
2: <laughs> you might just get one.
3: I don't know. Everything must go. Everything must go. Everything from must go. everything must go to uh, yeah, Venmo me. And, uh, yeah, we can have all sorts of stuff for sale.
1: Now, here's a question that I'm sure is going to come up. If somebody listens to this and comes up to you and say, can I pre-order a guillotine tool, will you allow that? Sure. Are they going to hear the price first? or? I mean... The price is the price I got a live read It' Ready if you want no. Give me a live read Let's do it <laughs> Fucking full blast 10 10% off yeah, Go get, ahead. If
3: you give me full blast 10 I will give you No I'm not A knuckle sandwich I'll give you a Yeah i a free knuckle sandwich Well go ahead Do the read I'm ready These are your pricing And options the Guillotine is $440 Shipped free In the United States And it comes with a Set of dies Either flat One inch fuller Or butcher dies Additional dies are fifty dollars, or a blank is fifteen dollars. If you want to make your own, there is a table die which serves as a big flat for the bottom, which is fifty dollars. This allows you to not only to only use the top die to make
2: impressions. This are <laughs> You need that. You need that piece. Though. You need that right. bottom if, die. If anybody, the, 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 the bottom yeah, flat anybody, is awesome. Flat. The, yeah, there's also cool.
3: uh, adapt, adapters which let you change to 1 inch uh, to half inch by 2 inch dies or 3 quarter inch by 2 inch dies. Each of these adapters will come with a blank. Half inch is $40 and the 30, uh, 3 quarter inch is $45. Thank you.
0: That wasn't near think, as good as you, the Dick Tom read.
3: Well, same, to, <laughs> to, be, to, be, to be honest, I, I've had four beers already. so. <laughs>
1: My, my, the dick-tonguing tong- dick one was much more smooth. I'm more passionate about dick-tonguing than
3: I am about... <laughs> As you should be. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no,
3: what, you know, if you are interested, in, we'll, we're we going to have a, you know, formal thing, but they are, uh, you know, they will be powder-coated. There's, you know, could fit it to whatever Hardy. We'll talk. We'll talk. Shoot, so, shoot Cliff think- a DM, not me.
1: Should I should I bring my another? Do you think I need to bring another guillotine? No, I mean Cl- Cliff's bringing his, and
3: uh, we you know we'll have all the dies and um, you know all the all the little featured things. I don't know if we'll have the adapter like the for the thinner uh, dies, um, which aren't necessary, but they're super handy. Um, you know, we, we we I think we'll have all that stuff there as like demo. If you don't want to carry it up. I'll bring oh, one. I'll I have even, one in I'm the car just
1: it. in case you need it. Oh no, I do have it. Never mind. Sorry. Oh, you have it, so you don't need me to bring one. No, all of a sudden I got scared that I didn't even get it from. It. So, I guess I should bring another forge, right?
3: We're gonna bring the big, the big gas forge, the double burner. So we'll have that, which is what we used last time, which probably should be fine. And though. you're
2: gonna have the induction forge and, too. Yeah, and so. we'll have the
3: induction forge. Jeff, you're you're. What are you demoing? No one's even talking to you, Jeff. Come on, man. Well, tongs. What, what are you demoing?
1: I'm gonna actually. I'm kind of like, I'm this weekend. I'm gonna be at Maker Faire, and then the next weekend, I'm gonna be teaching a Dragon's Breath Forge tongs. Where's Maker Faire? So I'm fare? gonna be doing tongs, and I'm actually gonna do. I did. I you know the funny thing, and I talked to I talked to Ben about this a little, uh, earlier in the week. I you know what? I this is the one of the best things about blacksmithing, and one of the worst things about blacksmithing. I've been using. Uri Hoffi's measurements for tongs, for years, and I've been making tongs, and they're fine. They work fine. They work great, but they don't look great. And I never really, it never really dawned on me why. Like I could never figure it out. I did, or I didn't even really think about it, because I don't really make tongs as much as I'd like to. And it was, I was, I'm going to be doing this class at Dragonsmith Forge, where we're going to do. Uh, I did it at uh, uh, John Jonathan Porter's place, Doghouse Forge. We did a pair of tongs, and then we used the pair of tongs to make a bottle opener. So I thought, well, I have an idea because I'm using 3 quarter by 3 eighths by 7 inch steel. Why don't I just isolate a little bit of the end and make a bottle opener out of the end? And then all of a sudden, it's just like, then you don't even have to, you can just do it all in one. And I made it, and, and it came out really great. And then I'm looking at the I'm looking at the boss, and I'm just like, this, this fucking looks weird. And then I looked at what I isolated. I isolated uh, three quarter by three quarter out of the end for the bottle opener. I thought, you stupid son of a bitch, why don't you just do that? So I did, so I changed my measurements. So for my starting measurement on the seven inch piece is I measure out an inch and then I measure out the proportion of of the material. And which is three quarters so I measured out three quarter and then I drew the reins out after that and then I got a kind of a better proportion set of tongs so now it makes me want to throw out my my last progression board because the the measurement of the boss was just you know out of proportion so I'm going to be doing a new progression board uh, where I make the bottle opener tongs. And then what else? And then I'm bringing stuff to do uh, friction folders. I uh, brought some stuff to do friction folders and I'll do that and I'll make the tongs and I brought some I brought some hammer blanks hoping that my teacher John Ariani will help me make a hammer. Did you call me a t-shirt? You're my yeah you t- my t-shirt. <laughs> I, I was wondering do you, do you condone drinking uh, alcoholic
3: beverages while you're forging?
1: The hilarious thing is, I don't drink at my shop because I'm afraid that I'm going to hurt myself. Like, I—I I, my biggest fear is being too casual in the shop. Actually, uh, John Ledford, when we were working on the Dakota Building Gates, he was using a right angle grinder that he'd been using for 20 years, and he got too casual with it and he cut the underside of his chin. Oh. God. And he had to go to the hospital, and he said to me, he's like. I've been using grinders my whole life, and I just got too comfortable. For all the years I was using the Power Hammer, I'd go up to the Power Hammer, and I said, and I would say to myself, this is going to kill me. Don't fucking forget it. And then I got to the point where I felt like when I have one beer, I already get too casual, so I don't drink in my shop. Now, that doesn't mean I won't have a beer or two at Maker Camp, but I i don't normally drink in my shop. Me Me question. neither. That answers that wow. question, but I do make, <laughs> yeah. but if, it would seem like, you know, making the bottle opener on the set of tongs was great. Now, now one thing to talk about supply chain is the the, the tong d- the blanks we used to use were 5 16ths by 3 quarters, and no steel yard carries that length anymore, that, that material, or the anyone in, in the East Coast. no I can't find what? any what 5 16 by 3 quarter.
2: 5 16 by 3 quarter? Yeah, I might be able to find it because that isn't that um, Ben. You would know that's like kind of farrier stuff, like five sixteenths uh, by an inch. Or yeah, five. but that's kind of of a weird size even for a shoe. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll ask at Mac because they don't get their steels all from Canada.
3: Well, you know. I mean,
1: if, I mean, obviously, if you can find me a stick, I'd buy it off you. Oh, I'm
2: going. I'm going tomorrow morning. So. Are, are you gonna go yeah,
3: and uh, scavenge for the thickest leaf springs you can possibly find or coil springs?
2: I can. I got. I got a new pro tip on leaf springs
3: that i can't say online why uh i know what it is you don't have to I say i can't it. well
2: now i'm curious can't say it you may have, well, no, you, may have told, you may have told say, somebody else told me. i told i told cliff i told yeah cliff. yeah cliff
3: cliff um, and i you know we share everything
1: well what's um, you gotta give a hint or something you can't leave us all like oh, that this motherfucker <laughs> a skunk just fucking I'm, walked I'm bringing... up to my car you fucker <laughs> get the fuck out
3: of here <laughs> oh you motherfucker <laughs> He sprayed... Are you trapped? I swear to God, he sprayed earlier. And I'm like, I gotta put the fucking window down. But, like, it fucking stinks, like, or I'm gonna die in this car. And now this little fuck is waddling up to my car. I gotta turn the car on for a second to close my windows. Oh, Go ahead. I got it. I gotta do it. <laughs> you fuck! Get out of here! Uh, you know,
0: just give him some change, he'll go away. I'm gonna pee on him in a second. <laughs> do you know how happy I Please am? Please pee on him. Please try. I
1: don't know if I got the reach. <laughs> <laughs> I need mean so to get up and over out the window. Come on. <laughs> so what's so? Where is he now?
3: I, I don't know. I don't know. He's out of my eyesight.
1: All right. Well, oh, i just shit! Let the going <laughs> up <laughs> <laughs> Okay.
3: All right, all right. All right.
1: Just to let you know, when I did the downward spiral years ago with uh, Nico, a, a skunk walked in while we were recording. And I I, w- I I felt like it was my 9/11 moment, and I had to stick with the the podcast for the sake of our listeners. So I didn't didn't leave, and the the skunk was walking around me while I was podcasting. So I'm very happy that a skunk came up to you.
3: Well, I, I almost referenced it because there's like crickets and there's birds because I have the windows open. And I'm surprised no one ever can't hear it, but maybe you can. Oh, there he is. Yeah, you fucking bitch. What? Is- <laughs> Are you worried that he? I don't, I, look, it already, it already stinks. I don't need to, you know. Did he spray you already? It, he, he did around here. Like the whole, this whole time I've been, you know, suffering. Now there's that little fucker waddling away. Sorry. So, we're good. We're am good. I
1: wrong in saying that we have a, we, does the Modern Forge team have our, we have a like a cabin, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have a party cabin doing cool everyone come um, come party and keep keep jeff up all night
2: i was looking at the tent (laughs) i have and it's like it's i bought it to go to europe in like 22 years ago and it's like
3: (laughs) it's probably not in good shape
2: no it like has a kind of a smell to it and i'm like oh boy most tents do if you need a tent i'll
3: bring it but i think i think we got enough room
1: and then uh, the food we're gonna we are, you, are bring you're bringing that piece of paper that Austin yeah. wrote that says give these guys whatever they want. Yeah, it's not dated.
3: I do have I do have a note that says give them whatever they want. You know, it was funny on that. Uh, I don't remember what I said to her, but he, he brought her up that the woman, uh, Chicky or Dotty, Chicky, shit, I can't remember her name. the the the, the cafeteria lady,
1: the older woman, yeah, yeah. I, oh yeah, I, there's yeah. an older woman who kind of runs. I couldn't even the remember what I said. The dining I'm, area, just
3: to. You know, to further my embarrassment now, what what did I say to her that he was, like, I said something to her, and I was... I'll tell you what yeah, you said. Yeah, thank you. Let's go into that. Please, I'll calm. tell you
1: what you said. She was very, she was very, very, uh, I don't know if you were being fresh with her in a funsy way, or she was being like, I don't know what happened. Apparently she, she was, was the like cafeteria
3: this... lady for the high school, so she was like, you know, she's used to uh, juvenile delinquents like me.
2: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and she said she said something to you about a kid and I don't know what you said but you said something along the lines of I what did you say I, I honestly I can't remember it was something it was like it might 30 have been years slightly ago. it might have been something inappropriate about like you no know, one something about kids or something like that and then uh I don't remember well, exactly we need what it to be was. a little
3: more specific then no, something it was inappropriate along about the lines kids.
1: of like uh I don't remember what it was, but, like... Well, maybe Do you have any I, I, recollection? I have, I have no recollection,
3: except for when I, I went to Austin and said, like, Hey, I think I, I think I may have insulted her. And he's like, That's that's my grandmother. Or he said something weird. Oh, yeah. Austin... Austin's a funny kid. He has, like, such a weird, dry, like, sense of humor about him. That, like, he said that to me. And I was like, Oh, shit. Like, I'm really sorry. He's like, No, it's fine. Like And, and he, like... You know he's like breaks and he's like nah, I'm fucking with you. Like I remember Chris Cash asked him something about like, like the power the power supply. He's like do you have two twenty? And he's like what are you what are you talking about? He's like D- can you run a washing machine? He's like no we have no washing machines. We we hand wash all of our own linens at the at the Blackthorn. And we're like Why what? what? He's very like what the fuck are you talking about? He's cool. like no of course we have washing machines. Like we have dryers. What the fuck are you talking about? And it was like. He, he doesn't strike you as a guy who's going to like, you know, joke around and fuck with you, but he does.
1: He, he's, he's got, he's the whole, he runs a good ship and I'm very excited. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm be honest with you. I'm a little bit nervous because there's going to be a lot of people there, but other than that, you know, there's going to be, so, I wonder if there's going to be more people to see than people to watch. this
2: point. I wonder if people are going to sit and watch us, like, or if it's going to be, like, I hope not. the two other maker things where it's, like, they just kind of come in, they look for a little while, and then they go on.
1: Should, John, should I bring the megaphone? I, I think, I think, yeah, you gotta. But we'll only, you're,
3: we'll make sure only you use the megaphone. Why? I, I don't, I don't want anyone to catch the fader variant.
1: Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ! I mean, that's the other thing is, is I don't want Chris to be mad. I don't want be Chris to be mad if I like, oh. you know, start barking.
3: Well, I mean, you don't have to be obnoxious if you're just like narrating something that's going on in our thing, like.
1: Right. Or don't. I so don't what know. are I the ex? Know. You don't need a megaphone. What are the? What are the expectations? What are the predictions? What are you looking forward to? What do you think's going to happen? Ben, Jesse.
3: Ben, you go first.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, my expectations are extraordinarily low.
3: Uh... <laughs> Perfect. Can only go I'll, up I'll from end there. It there. That's about it. As someone who's not coming, do you hope to see lots of? lots of stories and no i just real like reelses and, and <laughs> just and, uh, you don't want to hear anything uh, about it you know what? I, 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 tiktok instagram repos, lives the
0: entire time I want Instagram want the whole thing we could do that feed full
3: of instagram lives we could just prop up the whole prop, uh, prop up a phone and just like instagram live the entire demo
0: yeah i probably wouldn't watch it
1: yes or you, you will can't. you will <laughs> There's going to be a lot of YouTubers there. I think that... There's yeah. I think going there's to be no shortage of video coverage. Right. I think yeah. that some of the key words you're going to hear... I think you're going to hear a lot of the... I think the word collab is going to be said a lot. Co-lab, I think there's are going to be a lot of people wanting to do collabs. I think there's going to be YouTube, YouTube content words all over the place. I think there's going to be, like, GoPros. I think there's going to be a lot of... Keys hanging from belts. I think there's going to be a lot of. <laughs> I think there's going to be an extraordinarily a big amount of, of facial hair. I think that there's going to be a lot of work boots, a lot of work boots, and uh, I think that it's, everyone's going to be uh, in a good in good spirits. But you must bring if you're going to come go, if you're there now or you're going to be there. Got to have safety protection because. You're on your own. You're on your own on this one.
3: I think Austin said they have they'll have some stuff too though.
1: Final takeaways, guys. Final thoughts before we head off, and then we're gonna do the post game wrap up next week with uh with Cliff. Any post any thoughts or I got a anything? thought the N-word has
0: not been said this entire show, and by N-word I mean narcissism.
1: Oh, you scared the shit out of me! <laughs> For my sake, oh, God. that's how. Oh. Yeah, thank God, thank God, thank God. Oh, but you know, yes. fairly common topic. There will be there will be a lot of that this this coming uh, this coming weekend, and we look forward to it. We look forward to it. <laughs> look forward to it. Uh, you didn't get you didn't get forward forward any to- good
3: questions about who uh, other than who would. Uh,
1: yeah, I did get some match. questions. Do you want a couple questions? Let's get a couple questions. I mean, I, I must at some point. I think I might might have to stop with the people from. Uh, I'm sure they're terrible. Questions from the audience has not been uh, great because um, it's only
2: Dave Cordilla. Dave has not responded. Well, hopefully, <laughs> no. we're going to see. That's funny.
1: Dave Fran says, "What's the future of the modern
2: forge?
3: Future forge." There you go. Hey John,
2: are are the shirts sure going to be ready? Uh I was I brought I was going to bring it up
3: when you guys were talking about uh, ordering shirts from these bigger companies cuz they still haven't sent me the artwork to uh, approve of oh, okay. after so after no. weeks, but I called them on Monday and said if this, if I don't get this shit like by Friday, I'm just going to cancel the order and he's like, "No, no, no, like we, you know, we're going to get you the artwork." And uh, they'll print them, and we're going to overnight them on Thursday, and you'll have them by Friday. Huh. So now it is Wednesday at, uh, you know, 9.48 p.m., and haven't gotten the proofs. So I would say we're probably not going to have the shirts, but somewhere down the line we will, and they're going to be sweet. And, um, yeah. Nice. So bring... bring. Well, I got my old one. Yeah, wash your old one, or don't wash it. Keep it, you know, authentic, Whatever.
1: I'll have mine nice and clean. All right. Diamond pressed. Metalworks pressed says... starched. Here's a question for you, John. Diamond Murley. Metalworks for says... Murley. Do you all realize what a treat you are to the world? Diamond Metalworks. You're getting a follow right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The next one comes from Sunset Forge NJ. Oh, Where's guy. Cliff? Oh, well, we already went over that Sunset Forge, you fuck. <laughs> Cliff's... Cliff's wading wading through brown water. Okay, this one comes from Brigham Kendall. Do you all play pranks on each other? And if so, what was the funniest?
2: I know the funniest thing with Cliff and John was like when John would Cliff would be trying to cut something on the bandsaw, and John would put like a block of steel under it, so it wouldn't cut all the way. <laughs> and then Cliff would run over and be like, "Why is this taking so long?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's pretty funny.
2: Yeah.
3: I put a, bo- I put a bottle of... rocket in Cliff's pants once. <laughs> <laughs> like, like while, while he was he was bending over to use the, uh, you know, on the press, and I just slipped one in his back pocket, and it just went, pop!
1: Are you kidding? And yes. Oh. That's true, bad. See, I'm thinking... I'm th- <laughs> all right, well, there you go, Brigham. Yeah. And No, then, we uh... play it
3: safe. We're very considerate and kind to each other at all times.
1: And, uh, I mean, the rest of them aren't, I mean, much better. So that that's, the questions are, <laughs> the questions are never really good. No. So thank you to the listeners of the podcast. Who goes to bed first well, and who's the last to go to bed? Oh, the go to bed first is I me figured. by a mile. I can go to bed fast. I can go to bed fast. Who's the last to go I'm to gonna bed? I'm going
3: to be. Cliff. Is okay, he? Yeah, pro- probably me or Cliff because I just, I don't stop until I'm dead. It's kind of a flaw I'll just keep going I'll keep drinking And then the next day I'll just be A fucking misery So Sunday i look forward To seeing you guys
1: <laughs> Well I think we're gonna Wrap it up We're gonna see you all Next week We're gonna have Cliff is gonna be back Hopefully the brown water's gone And we can tell you All the things we've done And seen And, and uh, blah 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 Ben, thank you very much for coming Happy in on short notice. You are a gentleman. It's always good talking like. with you. Jesse Savage, it's always a pleasure. I'm looking forward to. I'm hoping you and I are gonna do some striking together. Yeah, with Carrie. Sure. Yeah. For sure. John, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to everything that you do. <laughs> everything I do. John John is the most fun. <laughs> and for sure, come up and say hello. I don't know what you guys think about shaking hands. I'm tending to not want to shake hands. I might, if you, if you, fist bumps are great and, and waving is even better. With that said, I'm looking forward to seeing you all there bright and happy and smiling. I agree with you. That, mi- that's nothing
3: new though. It's like you could just, we can say hi. Hey, what's up? You know. My solution Ting is... Saying high is nice. If you just have... If you are always holding, like, tongs and a hammer in one hand, or whatever, then no one can shake your hand.
0: See, I'm a handshaker, but then fuck away off. I don't want to talk to you after that.
1: See, my fear is, I'm having, like... This is definitely the first time I've been to a thing with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And my wife has gotten me very nervous. And I'm also very nervous the fact that the next week I have to teach. So I really, my fear is is for some reason get cold or something. And then all of a sudden I have to call Matt Parkinson to say I can't teach. And that's something I don't want to do. So I'm going to be very like, I think I'm going to try to be as careful as possible.
3: The best thing about these is that there's, like, a divider. Like, there's, like, a fence, or a rope, or, like, whatever. Like, at Maker Camp, or Maker Fair, Maker Camp, all the, like, there's always, like, something between us and, like, the other people. So it gives me this, like, cool, I'll just, like, stand, like, a couple steps back from this thing where you have to stop. You know? And then, once, wasn't when you're out in, like, regular, you, you know, you're out in the field or something, or by one of the many bonfires he has going on like oh that was the other thing that fucking dinosaur the dinosaur burn thing you see that? oh it's Alm right? I I don't know Michael Alm I can't remember who like who I don't know there's a few guys like building it right now they're gonna do the (laughs) they're building the giant dinosaur that they'll set on fire that's gonna be pretty cool um yeah
1: I forgot where I was going well I mean I think I mean I can't think is
2: that Sunday night? I think it might be Sunday night
1: yeah. There's so, so many people who's going to be there. Jimmy and his guys are going to be there. Derek from is going to be there. I know Chris Zepp's going to be there. There's like the <sighs> All whole those guys tent? are going to be there. Who, uh, oh, well, I think he Link said he, Electric's I think he, gonna I think be he said he's got seven tenths. So that's a lot.
2: Hmm.
3: But anyway, uh-huh. there's going to be enough people. I think no one's going to want to talk to us. So that'd be great. So we're just going to fuck around? I think we're just going to fuck around. I think we're overthinking Hopefully. it.
2: Hopefully. Yeah.
1: Very good. Well, that's it. So, guys, go follow Sunset Forge NJ. I know you already do, but you should definitely do that and buy some hammers from him. He usually has some on his website. Go follow him. And every so often, he's got a couple sneaky hammers for sale. Those are the hammers I like. Jesse Savage Blacksmith on Instagram. You know him. You know him. You know him. You can stop asking me anvil questions. Go ask him anvil questions. because I always just take my anvil questions and send them to him anyway. Ben Snoor, you know him, go get yourself a hammer from him, go to wellshot.com, do it your thing with him, and CJ Dufton will be here next week for sure. Go follow the Catskill Mountain Maker Camp and give them a, you know, hello, say hello to them. And uh, we'll see you next week with the post game. We'll tell you everything that happened, okay? Guys, thank you so much and we'll see you next week. Bye guys. See you later. See Bye.
0: you. Bye. The Full Blast podcast is proudly sponsored by Axe Wax, an all-natural food-safe wax for coating your handles. It can be used on your axes, your knives or even on your boots with the full confidence that Axe Wax is safe and durable. Furthermore, if you use the promo code FULLBLAST10, you will get a special 10% discount on your order. So go to axewax.us and get yourself some of the most luxurious wax for
3: waxing your axe. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network.